Sportscast Prime. Hey, everybody. We're all excited. We got a big NBA preview coming down the pipe, as well as a few other things. Welcome to Sportscast Prime. I'm here with John. What is up? Nick. What's up, guys? And a special guest today, Jamie. Hello. We're going to be talking uh, a little bit of hockey, a little bit of World Series. That's coming later. But we're going to start with our big 2013-2014 NBA preview. Season starts this week, this coming week, 29th, I think? It's yes. Tuesday, I believe. So, yeah. Okay. Bulls, well, within a week, I suppose. Within a week. Less than a week. Bulls heat, right? Yes. D. Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the saddle. I know Kirk Heinrich and uh, Get it? Kim Noah might not play. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they might be out for that game. Well, that's very disappointing. Yeah, right? Yeah. And that's a detail I did not realize that has put me closer to losing 10 bucks to Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he knew things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, they're hurt. It's not like they took their ball or went home or anything. <laughs> um, well, we had, we, we, had a, we had a big... We had an off-season of big, big changes. A lot of player movement, a lot of fun, a lot of exciting question marks and unknowns to talk about going into this season. Uh, and we... I think we're just going to just get into a few of those teams. Uh, first and foremost being Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Starting off with Brooklyn. What do we guys think? Yeah, I think that's the most interesting one. All right. That's my own call, though. <laughs> no, I ex- Where's Brooklyn going this year? I think they are an intriguing team. I think the most intriguing team to me is the Knicks. Just like they're sealing in their floor just vastly like with one mm. you know but i agree with brooklyn though too they're probably my second because they did a total overhaul i mean they got basically all the boston celtics on their team basically they're like boston light and they got was it jason kidd as their coach mm-hmm. yeah new coach uh jason kidd uh he uh, it seems like the roster's yeah. taking to him i wasn't sure personally about how he'd work out as a coach um, only because I don't know, I just didn't. I thought it would work out fluently because he was already a coach on the floor. Well, here's the thing, yeah. and he always he's already well respected among the league, and I just thought that was going to be an easy transition for him. Mm-hmm. My thing, like, are we sure he's even the coach? Is like Lawrence Frank not the shadow coach behind him, basically? Because that's what he basically got Lawrence Frank for to like help him out with all that stuff. His, his yeah. former head coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, sometimes uh, point. Point guard aptitude is not the same thing as coaching no. aptitude, um, yeah. so I wasn't sure. And it, it, he, at least at first, he struck me as the, as the kind of yeah. person who had a point guard aptitude or an instinct for the game, which is why he was so good, but not necessarily a, a mind for it. I would almost say the same thing about Chris Paul, you know, where he's he has an instinct, but I wouldn't see him as a coach necessarily. I don't blame you because when I think of like <laughs> point guards uh, or former guys who are like you know people are like oh he's a the court general, he might do like be well mm-hmm. a good mind. I first thing that pops into my head is that it's like Magic Johnson who didn't have the best coaching career yeah, in point. Los Angeles whatsoever. But it, but it's also you have the other floor, at end of the floor too, where you have Mark Jackson, who was a former point guard, and so far as of last year, he seems to be a 
pretty uh, good. I don't want to put him. In, I don't want to put him in that pretty good coach. I'm going to say he's a good coach right now. I want to see how it takes for another year. But right now, he seems to be a good coach. Yeah. The other thing that's that's interesting and I think no, notable about these coaches, these Mark Jacksons, Jason Kidds, um, is that not only are they former players and they coach like a former player, like they know what it's like to be a player, but they're very, very recent former players. They're still yeah. young, you know, relatively young. Mark Jackson, Jason Kidd. Um, and I think it. I think it means they. Uh, well, Jason Kidd more recent because Mark. Yeah, but Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson has been an analyst for like a while now. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, good yeah, point. But his last year was what was it? In the, it was like he played like in the, the he played in the last decade. Yeah, yeah in the and last I guess decade. that's that's what it's I mean. Yeah, we're yeah we're still with him. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. It's not like he's. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a point guard like that. Is he like ten years removed or no less? Yeah, probably. He played in the last in in the two thousands decade. Okay. So that's yeah, what I'm thinking of as okay. semi-recent. No, I, I agree right. with you with that. Go ahead. It's not like it's Kevin Johnson that's like... Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, right. Do we... Uh, We're not talking Isaiah Thomas here. Is this a harmoniously constructed roster? I, Are these guys going to work together? I like it. I think it is due to the fact that... Like, I, I hear what people are saying about Kevin Garnett, and I hear what they're saying about... Paul Pierce that they're not in their prime times and all like that but that's the beauty of it all you don't need them to be that you just need them to be a player that doesn't make mistakes that knows what you have to do at certain situations their basketball IQ I think is enough and you still have with that um, with Joe Johnson and Darren Williams of Brooke Lopez that's I think uh, I think that's a key for success for them because they don't need them in the prime times like they just need their IQ they need that experience to get them over the hump I th- and I know it's a short time, but I think the main need. component in here is not any one of them. I think it's Brooke Lopez because oh, I, yeah, I, I was I was on the Brooke Lopez bandwagon. I still am, but the Last thing is, year, right? he he needs to rebound better though. Because I look from his rookie year, it, it's every year it just kept going down from eight point one rebounds his rookie year, then it went to eight rebounds, then six, and it's just been hovering around six. That's terrible for a center. That's like Andrea Bargnani type numbers, like. Mm. You, but his defense did step up a and lot. His defense is stepping up, which I don't understand why. Like, because usually when I you being part like a defensive center too, you also have to get those defensive rebounds though too. I, I kind of equate that with like a defensive position positioning though too, and I'm surprised it's not there as it is. I think it's also due to the fact that Reggie Evans gets like well over. Oh, that's like, true. Like double digits of rebounds. But I'm surprised with like Brooks because he's like a legit like with seven feet. So, I'm surprised he doesn't get one, he doesn't it? get more than he should. I don't know. That just kind of shocks me. Well, it's like how are you only averaging like six rebounds well, a game? When I the way I think about it is like if you took say let's say if you took a center and a power forward on a completely separate team and you average out what they what the rebounds they got and you probably add them together. I think. If you took Reggie Evans and you took Brooke Lopez, you would still average out the same thing yeah. because Reggie Evans was just that great of a rebounder, more so than Brooke yeah. Lopez. And I think that that might be a reason why I'm not sure, but I, well, that, that's, glad, my, that's my explanation I'm, for it. I'm glad, John, that you brought up Brooke Lopez because I actually think um, the Brooke Lopez-Kevin Garnett duo is the most fascinating thing on this team and I think absolute. is the absolute strength of this team. I think they're going to dominate. And here's the key. Brooke Lopez is not the center of this team anymore. Brooke Lopez is the power forward. Garnett's going to play center. And Garnett, we all know, we all, he, he will. And Garnett, I thought it would have been the opposite way around. Garnett's a little cause, smaller. Because Garnett's but, not what girthy is. Well, here's Lopez, the thing. It doesn't. Would, 
positions in the NBA are a lot more complex now anyway. So you know it, ultimately think, it doesn't I it matter. Be, I think it would be more on – it depends on – because like Brooke Lopez's <laughs> defense has improved. But I think it would be like player-by-player player based depending on who they play. I thought it would have been a better thing for them to keep Lopez at center because I thought he's seven – he's the legit seven feet. I Like especially now where like there are no true great centers anymore. That's a guy who's like one of the few like – you want to put true true outside of like Dwight, yeah. like who the rest of them are these like hybrid mixes of like I'll, center I'll, power forward I'll, slash. I'll guys. take it's like, Kevin Garnett protecting the rim. Right. Yeah, but I'm if saying I'm gonna that, have one of those guys. But he's I mean, a big guy and he's kind of slow, so he's not going to be able to guard a slower position, uh, faster position, which would probably be a power forward, which there's not true. a traditional. He may or may not be able to. And again, like like and here's this is the way it is in the NBA. It's different with every roster. Every yeah. roster what, 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 what's required of you is going to be different as a defense. But in general, I just think that the Brook Lopez um, Kevin Garnett duo is just going to dominate down low. You know, you we all know Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett actually on the offensive end, Kevin Garnett can create space for Brook Lopez to work in because he can hit that elbow jumper. And Brook Lopez is an like an astonishingly refined has an astonishingly refined offensive yeah. game in terms of like post moves and stuff like that. I think we're going to see a banner year from Brook Lopez. Now, as far as the rest of the team, the backcourt, I think they'll be fine. Um, the only thing is, I'm not sure about this team in crunch time. I'm not yeah. sure what their identity is. They have a bunch of players who any team would love to have and would be first options on different teams, maybe in crunch time. But they're all on the same team, and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure out a way to shake out what that priority is yeah. and do it without pissing anybody off. And I'm not sure how that's gonna shake out. I mean, you've got Darren Williams, who's kind of the default best player on the team. Yeah. You've got Joe Johnson, who's uh, I sort of need the ball to do stuff. You got Paul Pierce, who's the default most clutch guy on the team. You know, so I, I'm I'm not sure who gets the ball in in those situations. Yeah, he, I just think they have the options, and that will make it more formidable. Yeah, but what Mike's saying though too is you like all these guys are used to being the man. How are they going to take it? Like because. Paul Pierce, well, I think Kevin Garnett, when he came to Boston, he kind of a little bit deferred, like, because he was used to being the man in Minnesota, which I give him credit for. Garnett kind of deferred to, like, Paul Pierce. I'm like, this is his team. He's basically the face of the franchise. Mm. I have no problems with that, but like he says, you have, like, guys like Paul Pierce, who he's used to taking those shots. You have Darren Williams. (laughs) From his time in Utah and even in his time in Brooklyn, he's kind of used to taking those shots, too. And Joe Johnson from Atlanta and that too. I, I, well, I like to see how those three the, can, you know, coexist. That's what he's trying to say. How are they used I mean, to being like... I mean, for me, it's always all situational when it comes to those times. I mean, usually the guy who gets like, even last year, when it came to like, the same questions were asked when Darren Williams and Joe Johnson were on the same team. They, were, they had those same situations and they usually basically basically would win off who had the high hand. If it was Joe Johnson, he had the shot. If it was Darren Williams, I think it's all situational. But how's Paul Pierce yeah. going to be? Because he's not the face of a franchise anymore. He's not the guy anymore. How do yeah. you think he's going to feel being that? I think he recognizes the situation. He's a very intelligent guy. I know he's not. The, I think he knows he's not at the like top of his career. And like, I think he would at this point in his career, he would actually accept that. I mean. Again, would he get a chance? Definitely. It's like it's all optional. They do have a chance, but like I don't think he'll be angry or mad that he doesn't get the last shot. Down by a point with like a minute left. Who do you want taking the last shot out of that team? It's out of for me, it's out of Paul Pierce or Joe Johnson. Really? I'm Joe not, Johnson? I'm not, 
I, did well, not last, I, I didn't expect you to say last that. Year, <laughs> last yeah, year, right. he did very well with like, um, the last few seconds. But That's he disappeared in the playoffs. I'm, um, I get you that, but like, <laughs> I'm, we're talking basically and that situation. And that's, you and that's said been his MO, though. Joe Johnson, like when it comes playoff time, it's like nowhere to be found. Well, if we're talking about playoffs, that's different. I thought you were just talking about last second yeah, moments. I, but if we're I, talking about playoffs, I, I say Paul, Pierce. Paul I'm Pierce. not sure I can answer the question because here's the problem. The guy bringing the ball up the court is going to be Darren Williams. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. Paul Pierce uh, works in isolation. And I, I don't know if he's getting the ball. I'm just saying. I don't know if he's getting the ball. Um, one, anyway. Wait, one quick thing I like it before yeah. that. Uh, underrated signing, Andre Karolinko. Average Absolutely. 12 and 5. Awesome bench He's going to be huge for their standing mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference this year. And he's still Just in terms of too. the regular season when you got to play your bench a little bit more than in the playoffs, he's going to be a huge stabilizing presence for them that is going to allow them to, even if they experience some inconsistency, they're, they're, they're going to be able to win the games they should win. Yeah. You know, because I think he's going to stabilize the bench and just allow them to be a solid mid 50s win team. I think, I, yeah. I think they might, they could have a better record than the Pacers yeah. this year. And he signed real cheap, too. He dropped like a big contract, opted out of this big contract for Minnesota, signed yeah. cheap for this guy, though. I think maybe the Russian guys paint him slightly on there. But we'll yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> Yeah, we could see that. Definitely. All right, let's move on. How about John's favorite team here? Oh, John's favorite team is the Knicks. I want to talk about the Pistons. You want to talk about the Pistons? Yes. All right, dude. Which, I, I love I love the Pistons. That, this right year. on the mark. I just like got to them when he said it. It's beautiful. <laughs> Let's do this. So I'll, I'll talk about the other team next time. So I feel their ceiling. It's but no, the Pistons. It a lot of big additions here. Yeah, a lot of big additions. I like. Yeah, a lot of big. They brought back um, Chauncey Billups. They projecting him to be the starting um, shooting guard. They have a uh, Brandon Jennings. They also brought in uh, uh, Davey Smooth. Yes, they brought in Josh Smith. Yeah, they got a couple of expiring contracts too, like Rodney Stuckey's one, and like he's a guy who's been a disappointment. He didn't like progress the way or yeah. develop the way they thought he was going to develop. But th- those are they got yeah. So Stuckey and Villanueva. Yeah. Speaking of them moving forward and what they could do this season or in their future, uh, those are those are two big ones, Stuckey and Villanueva, that they can flip. For I'm you know I'm not I'm not really sure who who How they pick up. They probably would want to pick up a. They're going to need to pick up a shooting guard. They're not going to play Chauncey at shooting guard no. many minutes. He's too small. He's a point guard, you know? Well, for this um, year or next year? Well, he started for this year. For this year? Okay. Yeah. He's um, available. That's he's kind I mean. of on the thing. Here's my question. Like, if you want to add a shooter from the bench, a shooting guard from the bench, I know what well, Steven Jackson, he hasn't been signed yet. I'm not saying he comes in and be being a starter, but he can fill the backup shooting guard role. Pretty, pretty yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised no one signed him yet. I yeah. mean, like why not? <laughs> Wasn't there something like that happened with the Spurs was the reason why they, uh, yeah, he fell out of favor too. Cause yeah. you know, basically um, that, Steven Jackson, that may, like it, a fool. yeah, what unfortunately, unfortunately, if you're, him, but I think he'll still get picked up. Unfortunately, if you're Steven Jackson, you can't be Steven Jackson if you're on the Spurs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's like um, I because they had that because like they had him before that. Yeah, and they won a championship with him. Because I because so, I see a team like some certain teams need shooting. Like I don't want to. Well, I'll just bring them up for a quick second. Like Memphis, they have nobody who can like. Shoot, they have shooting problem. They have a good inside presence. Why not roll the dice on someone like a Steven Jackson? Mm-hmm. I mean. I think he would work well there. Yeah, because like um, I, I think yeah. they have a no nonsense mentality mm-hmm. over there as well. But, but, but I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge fan of Detroit. 
I think this is they're going to find some way to make it work. And I'm, even though even though there's there's kind of a, a you know a bottleneck with your three big men, and there might be spacing issues, I really love. Here's two the here's the two things I really love about them. One is oh, one I guess is just that they're all big. Um, two is that Josh Smith and Greg Monroe are great passers. Greg Monroe has been are. underrated forever. Like just because he's been on some bad piston teams. Like I had two the, whole years. I had the exact. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I had the uh, pleasure of like watching him like last mm-hmm. uh, last year. Then they're playing the next, and he just passed out of it. I was like, wow, man, he's like a really good yeah, passer. He's like, slick. He's mm-hmm. slick. It's like kind of like Vladi Divac esque with those passes. Yeah. I really enjoy. Them. And I and I think I think Andre Drummond. Uh, that everybody's saying Andre Drummond is po- he's poised to take the leap. You know he's putting in the work. You know. Here's my question I have too. Let me get in before you ask it. I want to say that I guess I'm going against the grains of what you guys are saying. I'm not liking this team really because. Are you um, going to mention what I'm going to say? Probably. What? <laughs> Brandon Jennings as yep, my thank point you. guard. That's what I was going to say, too. I'm like, and, I mean, yeah, you could say Chauncey Phillips might coach him up, but he doesn't seem like he's going to listen to Chauncey Phillips anyway because he just seems like he has that mentality. He's been in the Bucks system for a while, and it, I think he might be. He's a me-first guy. He's a me-first guy. and he like, is. I think you need a really good point guard to make this team work. Yeah. And, and, and don't forget Josh Smith does, like, Stupid, like yeah, that's every also, occasional yeah. thing he'll do a stupid Josh thing Smith too. Is, like, why are you jacking up a three? When I don't know if Josh Smith, like, Drummond, and Monroe are going to mix well. That's that's my I mean, maybe Monroe and Drummond, but like, because like I know they're like the same position, right? So especially like Josh Smith and like Josh uh, and um Brandon Jennings. Who who do you guys think they're going to argue over who takes a dumber shot or something like that? I like, think there'll be highlights of it. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm not worried about Josh Smith. I am worried about Brandon Jennings, though. Uh, I think the thing is, if you have a point guard like that, that's incompatible with how much those three big guys got to do and can do for your team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of going getting flushed down the toilet by a guy who's going to do what Brandon Jennings does. But here's what I think. Mm-hmm. They've got Chauncey Billups on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chauncey Billups is going to coach him up or whatever, but to a certain extent, it might just be in Brandon Jennings' personality that this yeah. is a lost cause. This is just the way I play basketball. Mm-hmm. And But here's the thing. So if he's I- hurting the team, Chauncey Billups is going to be the point guard of the team. Yeah. You know that, uh, or that that could be. I don't know that the coach would make that decision, you're, you're, but that could the owner absolutely be. The money you're paying him. Brandon Jennings can still be traded yes, this he year. Can. He's still a good trade piece, yeah. so they can try but, him but and see how it goes. If you're, if you're saying that he's going to be a problem with them as a point guard, what team is going to give up whatever for him? Because I want to see some. Uh, they're not going to get much. Only I'm, some, I'm just only, saying. Maybe somebody yeah. desperate. Just, I guess. But. I don't mean he's going to be a problem because he's a problem innately. Yeah. I mean he's a bad guy for. He's he's a great point guard for a team that doesn't have much. tons of talent smushed all together yeah. in the front court. You know, um, and uh, again, he's not an elite point guard, and his value is dropping with every year. But he still has value to a team, and a team that needs creation of shots so what did he score, might want points. Him. That forty-point game was like the worst thing that ever happened to him. It was yeah. just because, like you said, and plus he has a problem of having a bad attitude too. Because I remember there were multiple times which he was complaining, and he had uh, about like in Milwaukee and stuff. Hopefully, it's a better situation. But my, like my thing was what I'm worried about. What like. 
you guys said, if Cha- if Chauncey pulls pull, pulls him aside, or if Chauncey Bills becomes the de facto point guard, I have a feeling like he's going to stew and cause a lot of unwanted drama that it needs to be because he's shown that he's done this before in Milwaukee, like with the, him and the whole Monte Ellis thing. I know he was complaining about that because yeah. he didn't want to share the rock with another guy who was just like him and all that stuff. So, although to I be mean, fair, any normal person would have an issue with Monte Ellis yeah, as yeah, well. That's true. So, that's true. <laughs> but my thing is, you got to worry about Chauncey Billups even actually playing for even whatever period of time he's going to be able to play for. Is he going to be able to stay healthy? That hasn't been going too well for him in his passing years, and. I mean, what do you have to fall back on if all this, like, falls through? I mean, this you, is, it's all you have is Stucky, and he's not even that good, so... This I mean, is a maker on the roster currently, but, on the roster but they, currently, have, they yeah. have options. They do have options, thing definitely. About them. They, do, they definitely have options. Right. Underrated kid, the Swedish kid from... Jaburko. Jaburko, like, he's been Jones. hurt, and now he's finally... I've been waiting about him I a can't lot. wait for yeah. him, like, he, when he wasn't hurt, he was averaging a double-double before, like... The knee issues kind of cropped I up. Think he so needs to be traded to another team. <laughs> I think he'll be good coming off the bench, like coming off from that second team. Like I, I think he, I would, he gives them. He gives them trade. He gives them. A lot of teams want Craig Monroe. Yeah. So yeah. that's the type of thing where oh well now we can you know we now we yeah. can afford to, to lose him even though he's oh, I'd, I'd hate yeah. to give him up. Yeah. But um, we should probably move on here. Yep. Um, what do you guys think about Golden State? Um, as long moving as moving into the West, as long as. As um, Stephen Curry stays healthy, they will be formidable because he only has one year, and hopefully, this hopefully Mark Jackson's like figure out a way to keep him healthy throughout the year. Should we just add if Steph Curry stays healthy to the end of Golden State Warriors? Well, this thing <laughs> I would have to. Like. Out of the contenders, when I've seen at the West, the, besides the Clippers, they're the other team. Like the if you want to call them contenders, that have like the most question marks for me. It's like if Stephon Curry stays healthy or can what can Mark Jackson take the next step from good coach to really good coach? Yeah. And the thing is, as much as everybody praises that Iguodala signing, they're benching Harrison Barnes, which I or they're putting him on the bench. Like I don't know if that might cause any dissension or whatnot because he's used to being a starter. And he took a decent sized leap last year too. He really panned out well for them. I don't want him to hurt his value if he's like, what the hell? I kind of earned a starting spot. <laughs> yeah. Now you're gonna put me on the bench like like I don't want to be like what the hell's this like think, you know I don't think that's a solid though I think if if he's I think if Chauncey Billups comes in there yeah. and he's not good I don't I think Mark Jackson will switch that up in a second Did you say Chauncey Billups Chauncey. not Chauncey Billups I'm sorry. <laughs> I to, Mark Jackson of... will uh, su- uh, bench Andre Iguodala oh Iguodala okay Either right. Andre Iguodala in a second for Matt Barnes I think he would the but thing the thing but about here's the thing you think it's going to hurt him like well like mentally because he's He's a starter. He took, like I said, he became a solid player. He came into his own last year, Barnes, and now you're like, this is how we're rewarding you. You're on the bench. It's like, I think if that's me, I'd be kind of pissed. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I, would, no. I would say it would be based on how many minutes he gets. If he gets okay. more minutes, I don't think he'll care yeah, as much. He's going to be a bench player like J.R. Smith's a bench he's player. He's going to be a six-man. You know? And, and that, that, may, that may hurt him. But Do you call there, a rich man's J.R. Smith? There's so many different... There's so many, I guess, possibilities with them because are they going to go? Are they going to be a super small ball team? Are they gonna Are they gonna go with Iguodala and Harrison Barnes in in crunch time and just play either David Lee or um, or Andrew, Bogut? Andrew Bogut. Bogut's an expiring contract. Are they going to trade Bogut and, and put all their money behind? And, you know, put their put their money behind a small ball. Are they going to trade David Lee? 
Like that's these, true. these are things that we're you know we're not sure about, and that's uh, there. Wait, is his contract expiring? No, it's not, it's David not, Lee. It's not no, no, but they can still trade him. Yeah. They, can, they can still. Trade yeah, anybody, no, yeah, he's yeah. But. David Lee, you're not trading because you're not acquiring because you're an, he's an expiring contract. David yeah. Lee, you're acquiring because he's David Lee. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, I don't think they would trade him. Though. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of different things to look at, but here's what I think, at least in a vacuum. Um, uh, lineup issues, Harrison Barnes issues aside. Yeah, I think. Well. Start off here. Losing Jarrett Jack. Jarrett oh, Jack yeah. Losing Jarrett Jack is a blow. Mm-hmm. Um, Jarrett Jack was the guard that played defense, and he just played passable defense. But he was the only one, mm-hmm. and he so he took took the tough you know guards or whatever on, from a defensive standpoint. Well, and you know he provided leadership off the bench, so it it, it sucks to lose him. You're but, absolutely right though with the defense though too because. Like I overheard, like what Bill Simmons said, like he took the best guy away from Steph Curry, because which Steph Curry is a really bad defender. Yeah. It's like basically you're replacing a D minus with a C minus, which it's still kind of enough to be like, yeah, yeah, and it's 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 valuable to the team. But I, I think the thing is, and if you get like the de facto leader too yeah. for that team, Andre Iguodala in the role, that I, I think Andre Iguodala. Contrary to what it might seem, this might seem a weird thing to say, but I would say blossomed in Denver yeah. when he because he was put in the correct role. In Philly, he was just all right. You're whatever. You're Rudy, our guy. You're our guy. <laughs> you're Rudy Gay. Go score a bunch of points when that's yeah. not really his skill set. No. He can't shoot. You know what I mean? But in Denver, he was just in Denver. He was just the guy who comes in. He plays defense. He's yeah. he's rangy. You know, he'll he'll just do all these little things. And I think I think his skill set is extraordinarily complementary to the rest of the Golden State roster's skill set. Yeah. He fills in all the little holes for them. He does what Jarrett Jack did, but even better. You know, he'll take LeBron, you know, or yeah. or, 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 or Wade, or, well, probably LeBron probably. in the case of that team. Yeah. But he'll take all your good players on, from a defensive standpoint. You hide Clay Matthews. You hide Steph Curry, um, and I think I, I think he's a perfect fit for that team, and he really pushes them up another level. So you're saying he covers a lot of deficiencies that they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, because I agree with that. He, I yeah, like you said with LeBron, he's not going to stop LeBron from scoring, but he's a good enough defender which will make him work so, for it. Yeah, so yeah. it's just slow him down just a bit. Yeah, 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 that kind of thing. I agree with that. But I don't think they should trade Boga. They need to, because I feel like, when is the last time a small ball team ever won a title? I feel like small, like when I think of small ball teams, um, I think of the Kings. Like, it's good enough to get you far, but it's not good enough to win a You know title. what, though? Small ball... They can probably sign him to a lower... He's, like, his injuries are bringing down his value. But so he think... actually made a leap, though, he in did. the playoffs. He had a bunch of 15, 20 rebound games, because my thing was going into the playoffs, how is he going to, with his injuries, and he looked healthy... He's been the most confident and healthy he's been in a long time in that playoff. So it's like, oh, wow. It looks like the Andrew Bogut of old in Milwaukee. I, I think it really is going to depend on what he wants to do. If he really thinks like this, it, I guess based on his opinion, I think if he feels that this team is good enough to make it, he'll he'll work it out. He'll try to figure out a way to make a contract. But if he's not going to like the pay, he's going to go regardless. Well, it, he always me. strikes me as a guy that he's willing to take less for a team. He doesn't seem like a selfish guy. Like, I'm going to get my leg. Of course he's, he stayed on the books. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Sure, I definitely agree with that. All right. So Any we th- we team? think Golden State's a little better, right? Yes, they're All like right. that fringe contender. I feel. Yeah. Let's really quickly they're hit our. Let's really quickly hit our other of our big four changed teams, and that's going to be the New Orleans Hornet Pelicans. Hornet Pelicans. What do you guys think? 
they acquired, well, they traded obviously the rights to or the rights to Nerlens, or they, yeah, the rights they're to Nerlens right. Noel. Noel. They gave Noel. Him, or they didn't draft him. They gave him or a they first did draft round him. pick too, which is even more amazing. Yeah. in this year's draft. Like, what yeah. if they, they? What if they don't like? Pay, the, plan the out trade, the, playoffs. the like, trade what? with Philly was an interesting trade that I think most people would agree they kind of. Oh, everybody patted Philly up. on the back. I'm like, yeah. what? Like, um, however, so they, they've taken a very interesting approach to building a team. They've gotten a couple guys who are just coming off rookie contracts, basically. Uh, Tyreek Evans, um, uh, Drew Holiday. I get to uh, Drew Holiday. Guy, you know what, though? Here's the thing, and I've, I've said this to you guys before. Um, if these guys. If this is not their team, they might be okay. Um, and it's not. It's Anthony Davis's team. And if yeah. Anthony Davis blows up and takes a big leap um, and becomes, you know, something close to what like Tim Duncan was early yeah. in his career, um, that, I realize that's that's. No, I, I mean that's just it's sort of that's it. hard to say, it. but you get what I'm saying, it. right? If he blows up and becomes the player we all think he's going to be, if he becomes like a poor man's Tim Duncan. Yeah, poor man's yeah. Tim Duncan, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Then yeah. I think these guys are fine. I think Drew Holiday's fine for a point. Guard. I don't mind. I Drew think Tyreek Evans great to play a three, you know, swingman. That's Tyreek Evans. You think like being on Sacramento with enough bad ha- with enough bad habits? You think he um, he's like, oh, screw Anthony Davis. I'm going to get mine three. I'm like, no. Um, I'll, I'll I. That's a that's a good that's a good point. But I think there might be an element of crappy situation for that's, Tyreek Evans but here's for Sacramento the thing the, some some guys when they're in a crappy situation like can if they go to a good situation they evolve from it like look at um Iguodala he was in a crappy situation and then the first couple of good teams at Denver he blossomed yeah. and then you have some team guys who just are stuck like look at Sharif Abdul-Rahim he was on a bunch of crappy teams then he won the Kings you just never get it some player, players yeah. just never get it and I'm afraid would Terry Gibbons be that guy that's just his I don't bad habit? There's of, certainly like, a chance of of it being an issue, of him being an issue. The other thing is they have Eric Gordon, yeah. who they might. I mean, the guy can't stand the basketball court, but if he does, that's a trade piece. You know that. You know, I don't, I'm not sure who they'd want to pick up. But speaking of Eric Gordon, isn't it sad that? He was one of those budgeting superstars that was going to come out of his own, and I thought it was crazy at the yeah. time when the Clippers were like, "Why are you going to trade that guy for uh, you know?" And for like Chris Paul, like he's going to become a superstar, and then just got hurt and yeah. never happened. Maybe they know about the injuries. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, I think. Um, I guess it's all. I think this. Is, I would put this more on uh, onus on the coach to handle this kind of situation, trying to bring him in and having him understand the situation that they're in. So, uh, Monty. Monty. Monty and his giant suits. <laughs> <laughs> or he's just that small. Guy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, Tall guy. <laughs> um, I think gonna go cut yeah. out to a break. All right, uh, yeah, we'll take a break. We'll talk about some uh, some other teams after the break. We'll talk about some teams that uh, had some injury returns and talk about how they're going to shake out. And maybe some playoffs aspirations. Maybe some playoff aspirations. All righty, we'll see you on the flip side. Take a piss. Delete that. What podcast can I listen to to learn all about wrestling? Well, let me tell you something, brother. Podcast where you can find all your wrestling information from is the Turnbuckle Dude, featuring Mr. Quality and Mr. Marshmallow Jones. But what kind of wrestling stuff, Mr. Quality? Well, dude, the wrestling stuff you can find from is weekly reviews on Monday Night Raw, TNA Impact, pay-per-view previews and reviews, as well as retro reviews, dude. And what you gonna do, brother, when on Friday nights, when the turnbuckle runs wild on you? Ugh. 
All right, guys. Hope you had a nice break. We're uh, going to talk about a common theme this year for 2013, which is teams that were missing an important piece last year. You know, last year, a lot of things. Last year was a unique year, and in a lot of ways, kind of sucked. It's <laughs> kind of sucked. In a lot of ways, you know, the league was open. Maybe not the title up for grabs because the Heat were still at full strength, but it was a lot of team. You hear a lot. You hear like, oh, it was the Knicks' window. It was the Memphis's window. Uh, and in large part is because of injuries. Uh, we've got a number of teams who are getting those guys back, either now or coming back, uh, starting with uh, Chicago. Because you're right, though, with the season. All I thought about was the Heat's winning streak, and the second thing was, man, a lot of major players. A lot of major injuries. injuries. And the, the most major missing contender was Chicago last year. Uh, and now I guess that, you know they're going to be at full strength. We're going to have Derrick Rose back. Are they back to what they were? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think when Derrick Rose is healthy, he's the best point guard in the league. He's a top five player. Um, that's in, that, I mean, I feel like what separates him, it's argue, it's, to me, you can argue Chris Paul and you can argue Derrick Rose on the two best point guards, but to me, it's Rose yeah. and Rose by a mile because I feel like what Rose can do with the team is better than what Chris Paul can do with the team because look what he took that Bulls team when he was their only scoring option to the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals a couple of years ago. I mean... I'll disagree with you on Paul, but only because I think that Bulls team wasn't as crappy as I think you're saying that it was. Because no, I, what that Bulls team, what that Bulls crappy. team had was Tom Thibodeau oh, and his defense, and that's like a this, real thing. That's why I feel. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I agree with you um, too. But coming it, from like either way, story. though, I, I think all of us are going to agree that he that he basically gives them the only thing that that they're missing, which is shot creation. Yes, you know. Uh, so I, all right, they're they're obviously going to be scary. Yes. Indiana's getting some somebody back who they did not seem to miss last year, but they're getting him back anyway. Danny Granger. What I'm what, how's that going to shake out? I have a feeling like can he settle for not being the guy anymore? Like this is pride, pretty much Paul George's team. Well, Paul George, like can he settle not being the guy after he's been the guy for a few years? There, can he? I think he has to because I think he knows that he's a tradable piece. And if he doesn't get in line, he will be traded to a team that he doesn't want to be on. I think he'll fall in line. Yeah, Real but point. can he get trade value? That's the problem because we have to see if he's the same Danny Granger. That's true. Like he, That's true. If he if he's injury, like it's he, one thing. It should won't. it should be an easier transaction for him because there's not that as much pressure on him than there is for Paul George. Because yeah. because Indiana, I mean, because that I, is a huge team. I think Indiana they, has. Very, I, I think that the thing that Indiana established last year was a very very strong identity with that particular roster. They they as and any fan should be and the team should be very very proud of what they did last year. They were they they took the Heat to seven. Mm-hmm. You know they. Uh, they were very, very good. Frank Vogel's an underrated coach, too. Very Great coaching, <laughs> star much. power. Roy Hibbert is probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Sorry, LeBron. I feel bad for LeBron. He should have won. Really? Yeah. I think, so. I think he should have won. I think he should have won. He's fine. He won a championship. Yeah, I think, he's fine. I think a certain let's, guy... If let's he's not feel he- sorry for anybody who wins championships. I think right. certain certain guy, if he's healthy and motivated, could be a dark horse Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler. Yeah. I'll say Luol Deng can probably he's, win. He's not. Year, he's so. not injured, or he might not be as injured this year. Yeah, so he, he, I hope. Yeah, I'm hoping as a Nick fan. I'm hoping that he's back to being the guy who can unfairly carry the entire burden of of making the Knicks a decent <laughs> defensive team, like he was a year ago. 
I think Luol Deng will probably be in that conversation for some reason. This and year another again. guy too with an outside yeah. shot too, who actually impressed me defensively wise. Oladipo from the Magic. I know he's not going to win it, but he could get a few like. Oh, oh yeah. Because okay. he's like a really good defensive player, especially as a rookie coming in too. He's impressed. Mm-hmm. We'll and probably to Tony that. Allen, who's always in the conversation. Yep. You know. Right. Character. So we, we we think Indiana is going to be fine, though we don't I, we Marcus we don't think we're going to screw anything up for them. Hopefully, not. I, 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 to okay. me personally, I don't think he has that much. Well, Indiana a has a lot to ride on too. They're hoping he's back to the same thing too. Because if he doesn't handle himself wellness, they're like they hope he's back to the same Granger. Not they to get s- more trade value from him because <laughs> not to say like they're on par with like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James type health, like if they're healthy type thing. But like that's like the thought, like they can play together as two great players. That's what they're. I think they're hoping for. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All okay. right. Over in the Western Conference, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they took a year off for, from being an exciting team because they lost Kevin Love, but Kevin Love's going to be back now. Uh, what do we think of them? Um, did they, Rubio got hurt last year as well. Rubio so, also got hurt. Uh, yeah, he had to get he was out surprise. That, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a big shocking thing that I read a stat where when Rubio wasn't hurt in the lineup, they're actually like an above 500 team. team and yes. when he was in the lineup, not held, they're below. And it was by a lot, too, which I found really surprising. When he's in the lineup, they're when below? When he's in the lineup, he's, they're below 500. When he was out, they were actually above. And I think like eight or nine games above 500. They were like, it was yeah. really shocking. I forgot. That. They're, they're an interesting team. They have some potential. They got a Pretty lot of different player, kinds yeah. of players. I mean, you got Pekovic. Uh, who they re-signed. That is a very underestimated player on my side. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Well, my thing is, I'm surprised no team went after him, like a contending team, because like I I know a bunch of players who are afraid because they would lose a first-round pick, but if you're a contending team, like, I don't know, like, I'm just going to throw a random team out there, like Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, absolutely. You can afford to get rid of a first-round pick. You're not getting a lottery pick. You're not getting a Wiggins, or you're not, you know, you're not getting... um, you know Jabari Parker, so why not? You can afford to lose that. And you're first losing Kendrick pick. Perkins' contract, so, so yeah. That like, why not take the gamble on signing him? Yeah, I think I, that but they, they've, they've got a lot of moving parts. They've got the uh, they got the Derek Williams situation. You know, what position do we play him at? What's his future? He's is been he underwhelming gonna, too. A little bit, yeah. but he's also you know he's also been playing out of position. You know, they I'm and they're can, not sure if he's a three or a four. And can Ricky Rubio shoot? That's the problem. He's a good passer, but his yeah. like he's terrible from the field. He can't shoot at all. I yeah. think that's why they brought in Kevin Martin because Kevin yeah. Martin's like a pure shooter, and they definitely needed him. Good pick for them. Good pick for them. Good pick I for them. Say. And then uh, huh, they still have JJ Barea. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I didn't mean to indicate yeah. that he's going to play important minutes here. But uh, they also they drafted Georgie. Sometimes Dang. he does. Actually. Georgie Dang and Shabazz Muhammad. I don't know what I don't know what role those guys Shabazz are going to play. It's a loaded like, team out of favor for a mediocre too. team. The thing about <laughs> thing about uh, Muhammad is like he's done some stupid stuff. He left. They kicked him out of the rookie. Uh, you know symposium or whatever they call it uh, they kicked him out because he brought a girl up to his door when he wasn't supposed to he's like come on dude it's only like for a weekend you can't they he's been shown some bad immaturity issues so it's like i don't know yeah. so far that's picks kind of right as of right now i know it's early it's kind of looking like a lost cause but we'll see how fair enough fair enough yeah uh any other any other injury uh stuff we want to talk about here today did you? No, you said. Um, I think. Just one quick thing. Yeah, just go one ahead. shot. Nerlens Noel. 
this team is in full tank mode, and I want to know if they're actually going to sit him out for the year like they're planning on it. Because there's this big thing that he might actually be ready to play at some point during the season. But they, I think they might want to keep him back for the year because they're in full tank mode. They really want like those they, steps. I just wanted to throw that out there. I think that they should not keep him out the whole season. That is not to say that I don't think they should tank. That is to say that I think they can still effectively tank and let him uh, get some experience, which I think is what he, that's what he develop. needs. He played one develop. year develop. at college. You know, like he needs to develop. They can't just, oh, we're just going to pretend we drafted this guy the next year. Yeah. I mean, if you look, if you look at the names of the dudes on their team, I mean, well, they, they have Spencer Hawes. He's a real player, but I mean, Daniel Orton. <laughs> You know, I'm just I'm just uh, looking the, at the kid they, off they, of, they got Roy, uh, I didn't even realize magic, yeah. I didn't even realize they have Royce White, um, Tony Roten. But here's best case. You know, Thaddeus Young. They're gonna they're, they're, Thaddeus Young. They're gonna trade him. Well, let me just throw Devils at Lavoy Allen in perfect case scenario. God, these guys are making me this, so excited. This falls right. Can you imagine if they tank really bad and they end up getting a top three pick? Let me just say, out of nowhere, they get the first overall pick, and then let's say New Orleans for some reason tanks bad too, and they get a lottery pick. That's awesome shape because you get two top five picks basically incredible. for like a team that they're going to be plus New Orleans Noel. Yeah, plus New Orleans Noel. Can you imagine? That's like that's that. Of course, that's like I said, like the perfect perfect case scenario. Yeah. But like, hey, that, that's 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 OKC level. Yeah, can you imagine? That's that? OKC level serendipity right there. In a loaded draft, <laughs> you get two top five picks. It's amazing. Like that'd be something. Yeah. Although I, I find it I. I, well, that's what do, I don't yeah. think like the Pelicans. Yeah, that's an outside the box. But outside, but if if the Pelicans are only mildly disappointing, let's say it's still a lottery pick, right? Let's yeah. say they miss the playoffs. Let's say top ten. Let's let's say number ten or eleven. That's 10, 11, still- 10, 11, 12. Th- this draft oh, runs. It, they're saying it runs fourteen to fifteen deep with players who are like r- really really good. Which usually, usually like all star, all star yeah. potential. Uh, usually, a draft runs like three deep well, with all star potential. So uh, you're still good. Well, Mark Stein said that there are like the 15 guys. He had them rank like franchise player, then below it it's all star, and then below it it's solid. He has like four guys who are like a franchise altering player. He has really? like yeah, he has like seven guys who are all star and like at least three who are solid. So this is supposed to be like one of the most loaded drafts in years. So. I hope somebody freaking comes through because if they don't it's gonna make a ball. I said would it be funny if all these teams are tanking and then everybody ends up staying for college for a year? How funny would that be? <laughs> that would be absolutely hysterical. <laughs> It'd be That'd funny be if like good. they all got together as a group, of, like let's all just go next year. Just I like, want to go to Charlotte. I forget, this. Uh, forget <laughs> this, and then like, don't you show me? <laughs> all right, guys, what do you think? Prediction time? Yes. Yeah, are we gonna slot this. all our teams in. Part of me wishes we were doing this on video and we had a giant board and I could just hang up these, hang up little, you know, Miami Heat, blah blah blah. Anyway, um, Can, most, do you want? Go ahead. Is it for the East? Can we just pencil in Miami as one? Is nope. That, no, you don't think so? I think that's going to be our first issue here. Nope. We're talking seeding? Yeah. Are we talking All right. seeding? All right, we're talking seeding. Let's talk about it. One All seed. Right. One seed in So the we're going to start Eastern Conference and we're going to do Western Conference? Why not? Why not? Okay. All right, let's Ted, how, how much time do we have left? Uh, about 15 minutes. 15 All minutes. Right, All right. All right. Let us know. All right. One and two. 
Heat and Bulls, right? Obviously. Yes, that's what... John, you think Heat one seed. I think Heat and I think Bulls. I think the Bulls come out. The Bulls are the team with something to prove. Uh, I think they're a, they're a great regular season team, as we've already seen. They you know they led the league in wins two year was it two years in a row two, before or one two years before last year, I think. Right, but it was two years, but two years, two in, years a row, in a row, right? Okay. Two years in a row uh, because they're a good regular season team and playoff team. Just because that's what you get when you get Tom Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Heat are gonna just coast. I really do. I don't think that I, I don't understand how they could possibly get up for the regular season, to be honest. No. You know, I think a big reason why they had such a good regular season last year, not that I mean, they they want they were ahead of the two seed by what, seven by games seven or something games. like that. So it wasn't yeah. even close. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you look at their you look at their winning streak and stuff. I think a lot of that was due Mainly to what we talked about. Was the what we talked we, we talked about the all the injuries, all the yeah. how weak the rest of the league was and yeah. how they were not hit by that sort of bug. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, Craig Oden looked good in the preseason. Oh god, he dunked. He dunked. <laughs> yeah. He was great. Really good in the preseason. That, I, I will say in that game against the Pelicans, the Heat looked scary good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Stay but, healthy. But yeah. I do think I do think the Bulls are going to take the one seed here, and I, I guess Nick probably agrees with me on that one, right? It depends on how healthy Dwayne Wade can stay throughout the regular season. If he's healthy throughout, throughout, I'm not going to say that. And if they can get some kind you're not going to from- say that. I'm say that they'd oh, be number okay. one if if he's healthy throughout. But if he's like okay. injured, like mid season, oh, or okay, something all right, like that, all right. or he, it will be the all right. So Nick's Nick's straddling the fence between you and me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's basically feel? due on to like mostly the injuries that have been currently happen because yeah. if any of these players get injured, that just changed the whole conversation. So. Fair enough. Okay, so who's third seed? Third my, seed. My third seed's di- probably different than your guys. Mine's is the Pacers. Oh, I'm going Brooklyn. I'm going to Jets yeah. too, and you know what's funny? I, I was I was not like in Brooklyn at first, yeah. but I liked them. More, I know I was about to ask that of you because yeah. when we talk about this off air, you didn't. Yeah, like I, I think they're going to be a good regular season team. Mm-hmm. I do too. I okay. really like them because how well mm-hmm. they mesh together. Like in mm-hmm. Boston, when they went over there that one yeah. season, it was a, a a jump. I think they might have the same jump yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and I think I thought they might have some growing pains, but I think that the Pacers might similarly have some yeah. growing pains with with just with adding Granger to the roster and kind of working out that chemistry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, Frank's going to do a great job coaching. This <laughs> <game>. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're going three, four. You saying Jason Kidd's going to Mike Brown it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> all right, let's Jackson. let's let's add that to our to our yeah. grab bag of expressions. Going to Mike Brown it? Yes. Um. My All right, force, five four seed Indiana, I think Indiana, so. and I guess I am saying Brooklyn. Okay, so fair. I said we're, because we're I said because I said the Pacers. Yeah, um, five seed Detroit basketball. Yep. No way! No, I think dude. Detroit. That's what I, I think. I'm gonna say the Knicks. I, nope, I think Knicks are six. I'm not. I, they, I, they can't go any lower than six, and I have them as the six seed. I just think these. <laughs> Thing, these whole things with is mellow going everything. I think it's going to submarine him. I just think so. That's interesting. Well, to me, I think he's going to submarine him, and I think Jr. with for, with and the whole Barney. I don't know if it might not work or not because I feel Barnyani was feeling the heat from the Toronto fans. You know, they said it was getting to him. Can you imagine if he has a bad game in New York and MSG? They're going to eat him alive. Like, I, well, I heard Toronto fans are very, very... Yeah, uh, don't just don't, 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 don't underestimate those dudes. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying, yeah. though. I get what you're saying. He, he, but he, like, you can't get away from it. He was disappointing in Toronto. But yeah. I think I've, I've said this to you guys um, off air. The thing is, I think 
um, a player's situation can have a lot to do with how he performs. And sometimes a situation is bad just from a, not from his personality, but from a basketball chemistry standpoint or whatever. A guy isn't, or a guy is thrust into a role that he's not good for. Yeah. It's not his ideal role for his skill set. And, you know, Miami, so, all right, Miami acquired Greg Oden and Michael Beasley this year, right? Those are like laughable guys to acquire, right? Yeah. But nobody thought that was dumb on Miami's part because no. everybody knew that when you go to that team and you're on that roster and you're a minus, uh, you're a uh, you're a minor role, excuse me, yeah. a minor role on that team where they're only going to use your strengths and your 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 drawbacks, you know, the things you're not as good at, kind of just get hidden by yeah. other guys who are going to take care of that. They only need you for what you're good at. Yeah, Miami signs those guys and everyone's like great pickups by miami high potential there yeah when the knicks do it well it's reputation when the the knicks do it everyone's like that's just the stupid knicks being stupid again hey glenn grunwald go sing in a blues band or or basically (laughs) yeah they're basically like is Isaiah secretly running yeah, this exactly, team? What's exactly. going on? Well, because that's just the narrative for the Knicks. But I think Andrea Bargnani can go to the Knicks and be a three-point threat, and that's all you need. But my yeah, thing is, who's right? going de- yeah. to defend outside of Tyson Chandler? Well, no one. But the, <laughs> that's, that's, is, he Shumper, as, but is he as bad as a defender as Amar Stoudemire? Um, probably is, approximately. I don't know. It's hard to be as bad as hey, Amari. But that's exactly what I'm saying. Is but, he a but who bit cares? Because Amari Stoudemire doesn't play basketball. Hey, so guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm praying for number one to get healthier. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. John brought his Amari shirt. Great. I have the same one. <laughs> that is sad. Anyway. Yeah, um, I, I see them going six. I like the Detroit team. I can see them being a surprise team and going into the five seed. Again, I, again for me, I couldn't pick them because of their the roster. I don't like the, the guys that they have together. I don't know if they'll ever mesh or... I. I I just, I just heard when you say Brandon Jennings and Josh Smith are on the same team. I said that's a that's a recipe for disaster. So. I think I think they will cobble together a good enough regular season because Carmelo is still a pretty awesome yeah. player, at least offensively. But do you think and it's he can carry that whole? Is he leaving? Is he not? That's I, what I'm afraid of. Um, that that makes them the probably the toughest team to call. I'm just gonna put my that my. I'm just gonna put my. Six, I'm putting my eggs in the no basket. Yeah. Um. I mean, we'll see. I, I think Detroit doesn't have uh, – Detroit has too many other issues to sit, for me to say that they're going to leapfrog the Knicks. But do, do, do we all think that Detroit year, is the six if they're not the five? Yeah, why not? I can – I don't know. I see. I'm not really familiar with the other teams, and that's yeah. probably why – the only reason why. Well, all right. Let's, 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 skip, let's, skip, like, to, uh, let's my, skip to seven and eight, which absolutely. Detroit might, may or may not be a part of. I think it's Washington Let me the seven seed and eight Milwaukee. Milwaukee, huh? That's what I'm they, about they, to look they, up they right now. They strive for mediocrity every year. They're they striving do. to get that eight seed, and they're going to get it. They do. I think they barely beat out. So no, Cleveland. no Cleveland. So no Cleveland. No. I think they barely. Beat I, out like Cleveland. Cleveland. I like Cleveland. I like. I was going to put Cleveland probably up in there. Yeah, that, I like Milwaukee just for the fact that their front court could be sneaky, like good defensively with John Henson and Larry Sanders stepped up his game last year and had like was awesome defensively. I mean, like. 
Yeah. And then you got Brandon Knight, who I feel is a definite upgrade over mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Brent Jennings, Jennings. <laughs> which they got a good point guard from there. They got the OJ Mayo signing, which OJ Mayo is decent enough. And then True. they can always flip Karan Butler because Karan Butler's there, but I think he's more of a trade commodity anyway. You are convincing me to put them over Detroit. Really? You are. Like, basically what these names you just said, this looks like it can have... I'm talking about chemistry-wise. Yeah. These players that you just named off look like they can just... <clears throat> and they also got Carlos Delfino? Yeah. yeah. These are players that can seem like they can like come together and just be a good team. I think they can And they got mesh. Gary Neal, too. Oh, Gary really? Gary Neal's a good player, I'm too. putting them over to Detroit. And don't forget, they got that Greek kid, too. Can you say his name? Um, Yanis G- A. Yanis and... A. A. Which a is his could, name. Which he could be and good. Like I said, that, that's a potential. I we don't have to say his name until he makes an all-star team. Can we call him the Greek Freak? There the, we Greek go. Freak. the Greek Freak. I like it. I, I'll put the Mets. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the case for Cleveland here. All right. Wow. You got, you got like Kyrie that. Irving. Yeah. I did not know that roster. I, I like that roster. I'm going to make the case for Cleveland here. All right. Let's you go got Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. right? You're not getting a full season out of Andrew Bynum, but he's a big dude. Over and under 20 games he plays. Over 20. Okay. I think he Over plays 20? most. I think he plays most of the season. Season. Even know what you know about his knees. Yeah. Okay. I think he plays most of the season. He's still young. Doesn't um, matter if your knees are shot. They're shot. I, he's still young. He's still young. Okay. Uh, I think Tristan Thompson made a big leap halfway through last season. I think he's going to be good again. Double double guy. Uh, they still have Vera Jow. I mean, and you know, this is all pending how they do in the first half of the season and whether they're a seller or a buyer at the trade deadline. Uh, but Dion Waiters was meh, has been meh so far. But um, you know, you throw Jarrett Jack into that roster. Uh, I like, I, I, I kind of like their backcourt. I kind of like their frontcourt. And all things considered, it's enough for me to put them in the playoffs in the East. So I guess. So who do you have? So what's your list then? What, what do you got? I don't your know. whole list. I can't do it. List list them. From I can't one to do eight. it. Let's I do can't it. do it. Why don't we just talk about the West? Right, Nick, I have two more things for you for Milwaukee. Okay. Luke Ridenauer and Zasa Pachulia. Really? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like my pick. I know. I kind of like the Bucks too. Thank God, you, they you, do. you basically just convinced me like, on the fly. They might be the seventh seed. They I, probably I, would be the seventh them, seed of cool six. names. <laughs> so we walk down to the West? Yeah, let's go to the West. Let's fire. do it. Let's do it. Although I didn't top? think I picked my I think Spurs reigning champs. I think, I'm going to pick Spurs number one. I think it's the Clippers. Because I think the Spurs, they're, they're, I feel they're going to be the same thing as all Miami. They might coast into the regular season, like you that said. Makes sense. Like, I think even be. if they didn't coast, I love <laughs> the Clippers. I love the Clippers me, this season. They're the Western contender. I feel they made the perfect. I don't love them in the playoffs. That's, that's what I was about to say. Because they still have the issue with their front court being guys who can't play in crunch time. They're one-dimensional players, too. <laughs> yeah. It's like dunk or nothing, too. Yeah, so they have a major issue that's at the heart of their foundation. But I think they what they did, too. I love their offseason. J.J. Redick, Jared Dudley, just yeah. love that's it. What Matt, Barnes. Matt, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Yeah. I love their offseason. Has there ever been two guys in the span of a year that went from properly rated to overrated more than like Blake Griffin and DeAndre yeah. Jordan because yeah. it seems like they like especially like Blake Griffin to a lesser extent DeAndre Jordan he was this guy that I was even praising I was like yeah. oh man when this kid finally gets it he's going to be good he doesn't get I don't he know why he's like stalled and same thing for like Blake Griffin yeah. everyone's like oh he's awesome he's awesome it turns out At he's like he's... a one dimensional highlight player his rebounding yeah. has been declining his yeah. defense they, is kind of uh, he does a jump shot I mean, like slowly he's trying to work on his <laughs> offense I mean like I mean I don't think he even 
had a jump shot like yeah. prior, and yeah. like at least he can hit like decently. Up the only honestly, the only next step he can do is get consistent. And he kind of gets shies away and kind of is a little soft once it's in the mouth. Like what happened when Zach Randolph got rough and with him? That's the point like, I wanted to get to. Shied away I, I don't think Doc Rivers will allow that. I really hope he. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but here's the difference though. Doc Rivers can say to him all he wants, but the mentality's there. Like, what if like, they face Memphis in the first round again, and, like, Zach goes at him tough. Zach knows he can get in his head. He got in his head last last year, and he wasn't the same, so... If anybody can change that, I gotta believe in Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers, <laughs> Doc, Doc Rivers is a big part but it's of like, why I think they're gonna be a great regular anybody, season team, that's, but that's here's, 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 here's my issue with them. They will never, ever win the championship with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. That's right. They are. They won't. This won't happen. But they need to change something. Or um, I think they would be willing to trade DeAndre Jordan if. Oh um, yeah. Oh, DeAndre Jordan, absolutely. I think. I, they, I think you need. Would. You wouldn't get enough back. You, I was maybe gonna, if they traded both of them for a uh, for you know. I was gonna go step Hakeem. below you with you, except different thing. I was like, um, what the hell's his name? They're never gonna win. Um. They're never going to win a title with Donald Sterling as their owner. <laughs> oh, <I'll buy> <laughs> All right, so we think Clippers and Spurs, Spurs at the top, yep. right? Yep. OKC is going to have some issues getting a real high win total because without Russell Westbrook, they are compromised. Yeah, um, that I'm not sure. Uh, not the whole season. He'll be back uh, a month like or two in, situation? I believe. Or is it Probably. Although the, the Kobe Kobe's. situation is... Doctors say Kobe will be back in um, December. you know December, and Kobe says I'll be back on game one. Sense with a couple of questions, <laughs> which we probably know yeah. Sense with a couple of question marks. Me, my three seed. I have Memphis. You like Memphis? I like Memphis. I think I will also put Memphis as my third seed. It's I'm kind of borderline with uh, the Warriors. With um, I think the Warriors. I have them as my five with four being OKC. Which, by the way, that would be an awesome series. OKC, Golden State in the first round, like well, with to, the two. Yeah, when it comes to OKC, I don't even know where I put them. Because, I, have like, I can't have them. Because, it depends because it depends just, on if they yeah. don't have the, the if they don't have that, Russell Westbrook yeah. for like two like. If they have, if they're missing him for like at least two or three months, yeah. and we already saw how like, well, I think yeah. Reggie Jackson is his name Reggie the, Jackson. Uh, yeah, Reggie Jackson. Like Here's the problem. He can... Here's the issue with OKC. Look at they lose. Roster. They lose Russell Westbrook, and they go from an elite. They don't go from an elite team to a good team. They go from an elite team to a bad team because they're, they they don't have a good roster. Yeah, that's what you know. They can't. Us. They they get by purely by the brute force of their two elite players mm-hmm. yeah. and them being able to create and do things like they they don't they're not coached well they don't run sets they don't have a good offense they're not efficient they just hand the ball to those two unbelievable basketball players and say get us 60 wins yeah. you can, know? I na- can i name off the roster real quick go ahead let's see a guy named adam stevens who's a center i don't see nicholson He's not bad. He does a little he, no, I, I have no problem with Nick Collison, but let's let's real quick. Derek Fisher, Deontay God, Garrett, Ryan Gomes is still playing. Ryan, Ryan Gomes, <laughs> Sergey Ibaka. Sergey Ibaka's not bad. He should be better, as we know. But well, Jer- I get what you mean. Well, I, I know Perry- what you mean with Jeremy Lamb, especially like I don't know. Jeremy Lamb looks like he's not progressing the way he should. Perry Jones, Jeremy Lamb, McGrutter, well, Rodney, Kendrick Perkins, Andre Roberson. Thabo Cephalosha, I guess that's still good. Yeah, uh, yeah. to beat. Uh, they don't and, have shooting. And yeah, look at that. I mean, if you don't have Russell Westbrook 
and that's your roster. I don't. How are you possibly going to be a top five? No, I think they could at least be a four. I don't. I don't know because like I think the West. It depends. It, when it it's comes a little back. better. It really does. It, yeah, it really does so depend on to me. To me, it that's really what, depends well, on. I'm assuming. I'm, I'm a. I'm assuming Clefes. Glass half full. That's what we okay. Have okay. For. To me, I get. I I want to hold. Ju- but at, okay, I'm gonna go say it as this. As is. Mm-hmm. As of right now, as the roster is, they won't be top five. Okay. That's a, that's the only thing I can say right now. I have to wait and see when Westbrook actually and I just have comes back. My five G state. Okay, I'm gonna. Well, seeing how I've since I've said that, I'm gonna have. Uh, I'm gonna have. Well, since we're doing San Antonio, I'm gonna have the Clippers. I'm gonna have. Well, why don't we just rattle off our eight seeds? Let's right now? Let, yeah. Let, okay. Let's see because so, I think it, we, we we all agree on the top six. Right. Well, six. I have well, Houston. Oh, Houston. By the way, I great Houston job, great five. job, Sportscast Prime. Not even mentioning Houston yet in this podcast. Yeah, I know, maybe right? we'll just we'll just be that we're the podcast that does something yeah. different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll like, do my final three. I have six. I have Houston. Okay. Seven. I have Dallas. And eight. I have uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Who's even Portland. on Dallas outside of uh, Monte Ellis? And who was there? Other thing? <laughs> Calderon. Oh, okay. Calderon's a good pickup, and no. I think the thing about the thing thing about uh, Dallas is that we already know we already know that Dirk Nowitzki carry a team. That's what I was, I was he carry about. a lesser yeah. roster to at least forty. Uh, not in the playoffs, yeah. but you know they can get yeah. enough wins that's, west. That's why I say my feeling is with a health Dirk, that's a, that's, that's at enough. least forty wins. Right, that's there. enough. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna say the Spurs, the Clippers. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with the Grizzlies. No, I'm gonna go with the Warriors, Grizzlies, Houston. Warriors three. Huh? Warriors at the three seed. Let's talk about the bo- let's talk about the bottom seeds okay. here. Um, um, so you you can pick no, two. All right, you can pick two. All right, these, these are the seventh five, and the eighth. I said, I said five. Was... You can pick two of Denver, Dallas, New Orleans, Portland. Minnesota, Portland. Okay. Who are you picking? Dallas. And Dallas, Portland. That's I'm still doing. Pelicans. I am I like saying Pelicans, and God, it's so hard. Did I mention Denver? By the way, yeah. yes, you did. Portland's, okay. I mean, Denver they shouldn't the fall off that much. Should they? They, they? I think they might off the playoffs. They don't have Gallinari for a while. Portland. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What Portland happened? Had, oh, yeah. Same yeah. injury. Okay, yeah. Okay, I would probably have to knock Portland them off. Portland had the worst bench score. last year. They upgrade their bench in the they big did. way with Robin Lopez. I, I think I that like them enough like, in the playoffs. I think they sneak into the eighth seed. Over, um, uh, I, I'm going New Orleans and Portland. What's Portland's? Okay, let me go into Portland's roster real quick. If you well, want. if you look at their starting five, Portland got a really good starting five. So Portland's... You might you might be right. All right, let's see. We have it was Aldridge. Their bench. their bench was the problem. They're starting five. They have Wesley uh, Wesley Matthews. They have um, the reigning rookie of the year, Damian Lillard. I don't like Wesley Matthews for some reason. You don't like Wesley Matthews? No, I don't. He's okay. He's okay. He's, He's nothing special. He's been averaging like eighteen points like the last yeah. three years. Well, here, well, here's here. Here's who they here's who they they now have on their bench. All right, you got Darrell Wright, good mid range mid range shooter. Mo Williams, he's not a move the needle a good basketball player anymore, but he's, he's he's an good, all right guy to have on your team. Backup. Thomas Robinson, they acquired from the Rockets, the guy they they ended up getting in the uh, not getting the Rockets didn't get him in the Dwight Howard trade, but he Portland got him in the, in the involved trade. in the Dwight Howard trade. Yeah. Um, they got they picked up Robin Lopez. Um, they drafted Alan Crab. Um, 
And CJ McCollum. Yeah. I, I I like the bench, and I think with the bench, they they can be a good enough. They should uh, they should be good enough. A good enough regular season. season team to make the playoffs. Well, I, li- I like Portland. Here's the project they got from the Bill and Jalen. Their starting oh, lineup is Bill and Jalen. Are we? How many stuff we can Well, Marcus Aldridge, Nicholas Bantam at uh, shooting Batum? forward, Wesley Batum. Matthews, Damian Lillard, and they got Robin Lopez starting at center. Yeah, well, they just need you know they they just need a placeholder so that That's, Aldridge can play power forward. Yeah. Um, that's good for me. I, yeah. I think that would compliment like him, him anyway. I like I him. like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think I'm going to include Dallas. I know you did, but yeah. despite what I said, agreeing with you about uh, you, you their potential, yeah. I don't think they're going to be the team. Uh, oh, so I think the West is the West is strong top to bottom, um, or top to middle. I would say top to middle, just like and, the East. Uh, <laughs> well, I think the East is is less strong in the middle. I think the West is still stronger a little well, bit. Like either way, let's not get into that. I feel like the East okay. is top-heavy. But, yeah, but I, like, I, I, no, like the, time. That's I like the Pelicans because I have faith in Anthony Davis. Mm. What do we think? I'm kind of hoping he could. What about Denver? What are they going to do? I think they might trade for Reed. What? It, it, well, yeah. They, Why? They have a... For what? But And they have a clashing coach, though, different. They have like, we, no defense. So they're going to trade their defense of what they he's have. He's not their defense, but he is he's their most decent. valuable. Don't he's de- no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying he's the best he's, defender. Don't need, twist me up here. They, they need to. The only yeah, slack. But the way he said he's their defense. I'm exactly. Like, That's the only defense. They need. They need if to restock anything that they have. They, they like, don't have scoring talent on the front line. Uh, you know, if if it's Farid and, and Javal McGee, you know, you, you you don't have a talented front line. I love Farid. Yeah. And. And Javal McGee's hilarious, yeah. but I, you know, at least he's not as dumb as he was. Yeah, no, they he need to, to be mature. That's the yeah. one thing I. They just George they Cuff, need to, they need to do something else, and Kenneth Fareed just happens to be their most valuable oh, trade piece. Um, and I don't like the coaching change either. I understand terrible. What's the thing. I, and I understand what's like, wrong with them. You have a running gunning the- team, and we're going to install the triangle, which is a half court game. Oh, like what kind God. of like that's yeah. awful. It's like all right, yeah. Uh, I don't get it, but I think we need to go on break right now. Yeah. And uh, it should be a great season. I think yeah. we can all agree. Yeah. There's a lot we're all looking forward to. Sorry, Dwight. Sorry, Rockets. Sorry, James Harden. Sorry, Jeremy Lin, uh, that we didn't get to you. Um, Chandler but- Parson. <laughs> Chandler Parsons. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, Lin. You we'll get you on the next podcast. I'm going to make sure we do that. We'll, we'll hook you up. Okay. Um, all right, we're going to take a, another commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk hockey with Jamie, and we're going to talk World Series. Hey, guys, this is Ted from the Left for Ted podcast, wondering if you are tired of listening to stupid podcasts about movies and TV that are just from insiders in the biz. Well, then listen to our podcast, the Left for Ted podcast. You know, where you talk about movies, video games, you name it. We have discussions on freaking everything, dude. Yeah, freaking everything. From, you know, gay superheroes to what's coming out on DVD and in the box office. So come on down and listen to us. The Left for Ted podcast. Facebook.com slash the Left for Ted podcast. And welcome back, guys. It was great NBA talk. So now we're going to talk about some NHL. And I have a special guest here with me. Happens to be my girlfriend, who also happens to be a big hockey fan. Her name is Jamie. Hey, welcome. how's it going? Good. How about yourself? Wonderful. Great. So 
calm down, guys. Yeah, so we're going to talk about... This um, is a pot. No monkey business. Yeah, right. Keep it professional, Jane. Anyway, so... Take your... The season's... It's young. We got about nine games into it. So we'll get into... um, We'll start off with your team right now, who... She's a big Penguins fan, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know. And we'll talk about them. They currently have a three-point lead in the... Metro Division. <laughs> it's such an awful name, but we already... So The situation yeah. is definitely the way you're going. So they have a comfortable, well, kind of comfortable three-point lead against the Hurricanes. They're 7-2. and two. So how do you feel about your Pittsburgh Penguins? I feel really great right now. Fleury's playing well. Um, I'm sure that will eventually not be the case, but I'm just enjoying that we've only had two losses so far. Cause um, I, the whole team is doing great. Yes, I can tell you're you're right. I have a couple of them on my fantasy team and they're doing well. But like you said, with them, that was the big question about Andre Mark Andre Fleury. Like I said in last week's podcast too, like for a first overall pick, he's really been a mixed bag. I mean, I wouldn't call him a bust because he's brought him the two Stanley Cups and won one, but he hasn't exactly been a franchise goalie either because his shortcomings in the playoffs. Exactly. So <laughs> it's Fleury is always going to be a question. I still don't understand why Cheryl backs him 100%. Like, I really think we need to bring in another goalie besides a veteran. Like, we need to bring in someone young. I think it's probably really... one of those confidence things. Probably that it's is. A, it's that's a... the only thing that I can say that why he would support him in that kind of way, even though he has those mishaps. He's been solid so this year. His stats so far, he's had seven wins, a, a 1.74 goals against average, and a, and a 9.30 save percentage. I mean, it's been good. He's been more than enough for the team. So He's been more than enough. I mean, he's been doing good for the team, but we have to see, like, you know, because it's been inconsistent flurry so far. But I feel like the Pens will always be this type of contender, especially the only thing I have problems with them is their defense and their goaltending because their defense, it's shown especially in the Boston series in the Eastern Conference Finals last year where like Boston really exposed that on both ends because you can be a high-octane offense, as I could tell with the Capitals with Alexander Ovechkin, but if you don't have the defense and the, especially the consistent goaltending, you're not going to go, especially goaltending in the playoffs, you're not going to go very far. Exactly. We fell apart at the end of last year. Like, it got really bad. Um, yeah, that's the one problem. Like, Latang, like, he is a high scoring defender, but he can't really do his job defending. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we had them all going. Um, to to beat the Bruins that year um, last year, right? Didn't we? I oh, think. they were the hottest team in hockey. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, we. I think we And they got and better they, too. They added guys like Morrow. They added guys like um, Jerome McGinley. I'm like, wow, this team is like loaded. Like their yeah. top yeah. three lines, they're yeah. loaded, and yeah. it looked like they were going that way too. Well, they struggled against the Islanders in the first round. round they took yeah. them six games, but they wiped the floor with the Ottawa Senators. I was like, all right, this team finally is chugging. They this team after stumbling against uh, Islanders when I saw like. Like I said, when they absolutely killed Ottawa, I'm like, all right, they finally got it. Now this team's going to steamroll. <laughs> then the Eastern Conference nope. Finals happened, and it just fell right apart. Yeah, that maybe, was embarrassing. Maybe that Islander series told us more about that team than the Ottawa series. So, mm-hmm. Talk well, about up and down. Uh, well, basically, yeah, like you can score a bunch, but if your team, like I said... So we'll want to talk about the surprise team, which is the Toronto. Well, I don't know surprise team, the Toronto Maple Leafs on top of the Atlantic. They're only a point behind uh, Detroit and two points behind Boston, but they're seven and three. Have the same re- uh, well, basically identical records with Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, it's it it is surprising, and I'm surprised that Detroit is still chugging along. I thought by now they would um, start to falter. You really so think, old. Yeah, the, yeah, I would thought the age. You know what's the funny part is, in. ten years ago we said Detroit, they're <laughs> they're going, they're old, they're going to falter. They still keep doing it. Decade later, they basically <laughs> they basically import like half of the Swedish national team on their hockey because they mm. get all those Swedes. But yeah. yeah. We'll see how they uh, do. But Toronto, though, the biggest thing is from their goalie, Jonathan Brenner. He was their top prospect. He was supposed to be the guy that Jonathan Quick was in the Los Angeles Kings. He was supposed to be their franchise goal minder. And unfortunately, like, well, not unfortunately, but Quick proved to be an elite goaltender. He stepped up his game, which made Jonathan Brenner expendable. Mm -hmm. So they traded him to Toronto and... He's showing why he was a top goaltender. He's like been really good and really solid in the net for Toronto, which is why they're seven and three right now. Yeah, it's, it wasn't in detriment to the Sacramento Kings, but like seeing how they had John Quick, it was okay that they were tabling um, them. Can we talk about Quick his performance right now? Because he's on my fantasy team and he's not doing so well. <laughs> well, it's probably because you have him on your fantasy team. Trade him? No, seriously. <laughs> it's called the curse of Jamie. Tell um, him the story. <laughs> tell him the story a couple of years ago when he got Tuka Rask. Yeah, Tuka Rask was supposed to be the number one goalie for Boston, um, and then he failed. You told me so, about that, yeah. Uh, so, basically... Tim Thomas came in, and he that's the year that... She's the reason why the Boston Bruins won the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll buy that. <laughs> and now you have Jonathan Quick, and now he's... Yep. Trade him. Curse of Jamie. Trade him, damn it. <laughs> I, I have to bust one on you, Nick. I yeah, mean, go, I, go ahead. I, I didn't know Jonathan I didn't know Jonathan Quick played for the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, said, I thought I said Kings, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. So what happens when you have the Kings and the Queens? No, you're, you're absolutely saying? right. <laughs> you just got one busted on you, Nick. Yeah, right. But we got um smart ass comment of the week goes to. But anyways, no, we're going to the Western Conference Finals, too, and we talked about the Colorado Avalanche have surged uh, top. I think they have the most points in the league. Nope, that'd be the other West Coast team. The Sharks. The Sharks. My favorite West team. San Jose Sharks, 0-1, have yet to lose in regulation. They... Basically, I told the last thing last year or last week week that they're basically like, before Dirk Nowinski won the NBA title, they're basically like the NHL's equivalent to the um, Dallas Mavericks, where they're a solid team to make the playoffs every year. You can make the case for them to go to the Stanley Cup Finals, but forever, for whatever reason, they just falter in the playoffs. Maybe the year. It may be the year. This, it, I think this is their last year in which their window might be totally, clo- uh, totally closed because they have to do... I think they have to do it this year because the guy, guy's got like Dan Boyle and Dan Boyle and Joe Thornton aren't getting any older. And you always have Antti Niemi behind that. He's underrated as hell. And look at him. He helped them. With the, he helped them. Uh, the, he was one of the main reasons why Chicago won the Stanley Cup a couple of years back, too. So do you want to get into uh, Colorado? That's the other surprise team. The prowess of Patrick Waugh. Maybe him wanting to, uh, excuse my language, kick Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux's ass. Maybe wanting to, um, you know, ignite into that strong start. I mean, they got a lot of good things going for them, though, too. Especially about the goalie tantrum of, of like, basically, like, Volomov and um, Gear, you know. So, so we have San Jose and we have Anaheim, actually, 
in the Pacific, right? Aren't they like a point behind? They have like a. Uh, the sharks are like three. They're three points ahead of them. And then Anaheim and Phoenix are tied. Okay. Fourteen points. Okay. I see. I see. So yeah, it's going to be a very interesting uh, season for these teams. It's a very exciting thing for these guys to be in the position that they are. I don't think a lot of people expected these teams to be in that kind of a position that they are in, but we should see how the season proceeds to progress. So if you put um, a gun to your head now, who do you think looks good? Like, who do you want as your Stanley Cup team? Or um, in the finals, what are your predictions for the Stanley Cup finals? Oh, well, I have to go with the Penguins, of course. And it's not just because of a bias. I think they are a really good team, and this is this. I feel like this is going to be their year. Um, as far as the West goes, like, I really do want to go with the Sharks, but, you know, they usually... They look. They like mess up in the playoffs. So. So who's your pick over you there? You always got the Blackhawks. The Blues are a really good team too. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I would have to say the Hawks. I would go with the Hawks. Blackhawks, yeah. They're a solid team. That's a team we totally forgot to talk about too. Defending Stanley Cup champions, and mm-hmm. they're solid. I mean, you got Kane, Jonathan Taves, uh, Crawford's Crawford. a solid goalie. You know, you can't go wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I know that my Kings have started off rough. But it's still early. It's still early. They'll. I. I. I have to feel that they'll figure it out. But the Hawks are looking good for me. I think. But it's going to be very interesting to see how it uh, progresses towards the end of the season. I'm curious to see if Colorado can keep it up. I. I would think that would be very interesting if they could. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Did Did you have a pick in the West term? I like St. Louis. They're um, Yurasov Halak. I think I totally butchered his first name, but Halak. Halak um, basically is showing his. He basically signed a big free agent contract with them two years ago, and he was splitting goalie time with Brian Elliott. They had a one-two goalie tandem that was really good. They already have. They already had a really good defense placed in there. My only concern was. Can Halak take the reins to be that number one goaltender, and can they score enough to matter in the playoffs? So far, they've been up and down with my taste being scoring. The defense is there, and Halak's really stepped up his game. I think he's been the best goaltender so far to start this young season. So, so far, they're doing two out of the three things right. I'm still worried. Do they have the offensive firepower to, you know, make a deep run in the playoffs? What about the East? Did you pick these? I like Boston. Like Boston? Still? I, I like Boston. Mm-hmm. He still can't go wrong with them. They lost Sagan, and I loved Sagan, but Boston is always the yeah. They're always yeah. Tough they're always competitor. there. Always there. I like them. I like um, Tuka Rask. Tuka really stepped up his game last year, and I think I can't see no reason why they have solid defense. They everybody can score. It's just a nice gritty team. I like Boston. Mm. I hope Toronto could, but I'm gonna stick with Jamie's pick. I'm gonna go with uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. I think that. I don't know. I, I don't know if this is a head or heart choice, but I, I think I have, a, I have a feeling that they're going to make some noise this year. No love for ter- uh, Toronto. No love for Detroit. Uh, I I just think they're going to be there. I think they're pretty much like Boston with me, but because we keep saying the age thing, but it doesn't seem like they're, they're like the equivalent to the Spurs, Spurs to me in yeah, NBA basketball. It, it just seems like we keep saying it, and they just keep doing it. And I just I don't know. They'll make they'll make some noise in the playoffs, I think, but I don't know if they're going to uh, make it to. Kind of, well, another interesting wrinkle, though, for the NHL season, you have the Olympics coming up this year. So, Oh, yes. Um, with Ovi, with the way he's playing right now, then he has to go to the Olympics. 
They, that's what's making me worry about Alexander Ovechkin. Is he going to like cool off or like will this affect him? Because I know like when that halfway break, sometimes when home run hitters with the home run derby, like it totally throws them off. I don't know if it's going to throw off with Ovi, but Russia is obviously the favorites because it's in their home country. country. So, but I like I like Team USA. I really do. Team USA has come far. They have a lot of good players, very underrated players. So. So we want to get into some baseball talk? Yeah, let's move on along into baseball. World Series talk. What a, um, what a treat that game one got us. I mean, Adam Wainwright, no show. They, there was, it was sloppy. The Cardinals played a sloppy game. They lost 8-1, to one, I believe, to Boston. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like an aberration type game. I don't think that'll you, repeat itself. I hope not. I hope this is an four really, situation because, like, I think that would be more of a wake up call for these guys. But like, I, I don't think that'll happen again. I, I hope really, not. I hope not anyway. Because if it does, because Boston be swept that juggernaut St. Louis team like was it almost ten years ago. That team won like what one hundred and ten games, and mm-hmm. they like, yeah. I just. I don't know. Like they looked sloppy. They it was. They had a couple of errors. Especially Cosma had this one error that really killed them. Wasn't there an error where like he? I think it was towards second base. He slipped. That's Cosma. That right was Cosma. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The shortstop. He was, the ball slipped out of his hand when he was trying to make a play. And before the World Series started last week, I, I expressed some hesitance. Although I stuck behind my my St. Louis pick. Yeah. But I expressed some hesitance and. The reasons were because Boston's got better hitting, and they've got a better bullpen, and we saw both of those on display last night. Um, and I, I, if if I were a Cardinal fan, which I guess by default I sort of am, uh, being a Yank fan, but I, I'd be real worried. I don't think that's an aberration. What happened last night? I think we'll see it again. Um, not to say that every game is going to go the same way. Not to say that Adam Wainwright's going to get shelled every, you know, if he pitches again in this series. And Beltran got hurt too, which uh, kind of. But the loss of Beltran—that's another thing. It's too, it's too bad, you know. John and I had talked about maybe talking about um, about Carlos Beltran's uh, Hall of Fame candidacy. And what I what what did I say to you, John? I think I said I I think. He's a he's a bubble candidate, yeah. and let's just see what he does in this postseason. Maybe he can cement himself as an as an Ortizian playoff performer. Yeah. Well, I guess we're not really going to yeah. see that now. Um, but I don't know. I'd be I'd be I'd be real scared of the Red Sox. I think they're in the driver's seat. Well, there's some controversy in this game that is just well the Lester thing because they said on the tip by the thumb of his glove he had something that he kept going to his hand to his free pitching hand yeah. and people are like it's basically reminding the Kenny Rogers incident a couple of years ago too where he had a little something on his thing would end up being like I could pine tar or something that it's hell helped him grip the ball oh, under no. the cold. But from what I'm reading right now, they said it was just rosin basically. I guess like a little hand made like a little rosin bag that he had there and which I I don't know, I I kinda don't buy it because you have the rag right there. But yeah. I don't know, well that, I don't know like, hey, 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 you throw a hundred pitches, that's a hundred times bending over. Put that rosin bag in your glove. <laughs> it, I, I, I still think it's going to a game seven. So, I mean, they definitely need to win tonight. They, yeah, they, they have, have to lock their rookie Waka. They really need to. They have to win tonight. Step up. The he legend. Has, he needs to. He's pitching against Lackey tonight, where Lackey's had like a secret bounce back year for Boston. So we. He has been good, but I, I think. Um, 
you know, to a certain extent, I'm waiting for the for the for the other shoe to drop. Oh, for Lackey with Mike. No, with well, actually, you make a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe with Lackey too. I was gonna say with Waka, like he can't continue to do this every single time. He's got a what a 0.38 ERA. Well, especially in the postseason. Um, uh, Waka right now has a. I think yeah. Oh, they're going by regular season. Yeah, you're right. He has like an oh. He's given up a run, single run. But yeah, like I'm worried about it too because two years ago Lackey looked washed up, and then this year he had yeah. it, and he's been solid. Like gra- granted, he had a couple of bumps in the road here and there, but like I'm waiting for either one. Who knows? Yeah, it's a must win for St. Louis. Yes. I think if they lose this game tonight, they're getting swept. <laughs> that I think this so. is this is definitely the one. Make a break. Yeah. Yeah. This is. It's 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 definitely going to be the one. I you know you you go back to St. Louis and St. Louis is still a really good team, yeah. but the, uh, things are not breaking right for them. You know they needed to win yesterday. They, were they needed to win the Leicester game, and they needed to. Similarly, they needed to win the Wainwright game. Yeah, they both happened to be the same game, but um, I don't know. It's going to be tough to come back. They could though. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they still got a good lineup. They needed they, to win. They do. Yeah, so. Well, they had a good team in 4 2, and look what happened with that, too. Like, because I, I was going back in 4 2 with that Red Sox team. I thought, I was like, oh, man, that St. Louis team. There's no way they're going to beat that St. Louis team and end up sweeping them for their first World Series since, yeah. like, you know, 1885. But. See, that, that, was back, that was back in the days uh, when we thought we were in a, maybe thought correctly, we were in a run of AL dominance, and it was just easy to just, just whatever shoe off any NL team that was going to yeah. come up against them. Um, whereas now, you know, a few World Series wins by the uh, by the Giants and can we and, get, the, and the Cardinals, and it seems like it's going the other direction. But can we know. at least get a good World Series for once? Because I don't remember even, even like the last couple of even like the Texas was it Texas and um, St. Louis that went to yeah. a Game Seven. Even that game that went to um, Game Seven, I've never had like I, I've never actually seen the World Series games like man this Texas, is really, Texas San Francisco had the great game uh, five or whatever whichever one it was that it was had just, the home run but like it's, it's not series like from start to end like I had oh, like, yeah, you're right. like that I wish like and I was like uh like they had those games like the White Sox Astros game a couple years ago I had that, like 15 inning game that I remember and then like the, the rest of it was awful then the rest have been like Sweeps are in five games and a couple years ago, a solid eight. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. It's I don't know. I just want a good series for once, and so far it's not going off. Yeah, what I'd like. So fun. There's you know there's still a chance to get it. Um, you know we don't know what there's a lot there's a lot we don't know. You know that's why we're podcasting about it. You know yeah. speaking from a, a point of authority here, <laughs> but we don't know we don't know about PV. You know. We don't. We don't know about. Um, I mean, how's Alan Craig gonna do? Mm-hmm. So, should yeah. be good. I'm excited. I'm watching tonight. I was at a concert last night. So, I, but <laughs> but but everybody there, everybody there was watching the TV at Toad's place. Going. Are you kidding me? Huh? Is that was your little vine was about. When That's what my vine was about. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good Damn. times. Well, we got a couple minutes. John, do you want to jump to a quick ASU? Sun Devils bit? kid. They beat the 20th ranked team Washington last week and they killed them. I mean, it, it's great. Thank God they didn't rank them this week or else I was going to be worried because they don't they're like 0 and 2 this year when they're ranked. So this week they're at Washington State now, <laughs> another Pac-12 North team. 
Washington State's surprising 4-4, four and four, but ASU is going to win. Their next couple of games are going to be really telling because then they're at Utah, which beat Stanford. Utah's a sneaky good team. Then they got Oregon State. And then they got UCLA, which is going to be a prime matchup to see who's going to take that Pac-12 South title because those two are the teams that are dead right in the middle of it. But, yeah, I predict an ASU win. They'll go on a roll. Cool. Want to go into quick hits? Yeah, why not? What's your quick hit, Mike? I don't have a quick hit. My quick hit is I'm watching the game tonight. Oh, you have a quick hit? I guess so. (laughs) So Red Sox, uh, nice. Hmm. Cautiously optimistic being a Knicks fan. (laughs) You're not cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic. All right, I changed my quick hit. I'm optimistic about the Knicks. I'm bullish. Okay, I'm. I'm, What does that mean? Give me the Bargs era. All right, I'm. I'm pessimistic. Other (laughs) shoe's gonna fall. Oh, the other shoe might fall. It might be coming. Oh man, I'm. I just feel sorry for her. Uh, who are the Cowboys playing this week, Nick? Oh, um, I just had the lineup, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, let me look that up real quick. <laughs> now you're making my quick hit take long. That's <laughs> Detroit. 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 Yes, I know, oh, yeah, I know it was a tough game. So good for my fantasy team. Thank you, Romo. All right. Well, if it's a shootout for you, it will be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you know what it's going to be. So, yeah. That guy, and plus, Romo. And plus Jesus. Megatron, I think, is back. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting game, very intriguing. It's one of those games where you hope that Tony Romo just play balls out and they, yeah. they can win out but it's that, also that's a game, most games for me this year but it's all but most of all like it's also another game where he can like mess up at the end which kind of messes up his regular his yeah. um throughout the gameplay which very true so very telling very intriguing so game that i can't look wait to look forward to watching so that's it guys yeah that'll I think do it that's gonna do it for us that was a whopper yes 90 minutes dude i don't i we, we were petering out here I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Everybody, have a great week. All right. We'll catch you next week on yeah. Sportscast Prime. Um, we'll see. Houston yeah. Rockets. We'll get see the Houston Rockets yep. in on the next podcast. Uh, we're definitely going to get it out for you guys. So we'll catch you next time here on Sportscast Prime. All right. Thanks to Nick and John and Jamie for coming over and blessing us with their presence. We'll see you guys next week. Take it easy. Bye. We're out. <laughs>